welcome to the Weimar podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director for Weimar, and today we have a short interview with State Senator Frank Pratt. On September 10, 2019, Senator Pratt, Representative Roberts, and Representative Cook joined the Western Pinal Chapter of Weimar to discuss several issues, among them water in Arizona. During that event, Senator Pratt gave us an overview of water in Arizona since the 1980s and some of the issues currently being discussed so that water will continue to flow. Senator Pratt is the state senator for District 8 in Pinal County. In the Senate, he is the chair of the Natural Resources and Energy Committee and the vice chair of the Water and Agriculture Committee. Senator Pratt has a long history in Pinal County and in Arizona water discussions. Listen as Senator Pratt discusses the 1980 Groundwater Act, subflow, CAP water, and the true cost of water in Arizona. One more question before we take our break here. So uh, our membership goes down to Douglas, it's Western Pinal, and then it's West Maricopa County. I've talked to our members, I've talked to property owners in these areas, and one of the big concerns across the board seems to be, particularly for small farmers, small ranchers, small dairies, small agriculture, small property owners who just have their own 5, 10, 20 acres, they see large California concerns coming in, and they're drilling down into the aquifer, the local agriculture is going down hundreds of feet, these folks are going down thousands of feet. So the concern is that in some cases it has affected someone's water. In other cases, they're afraid it might affect their water going in the future, and they're looking at the number of years they thought they had water. So it's a big concern for them. My question is, since you are all very experienced in this realm, is this an issue that is better addressed at the local level, or is it an issue that might end up with some state legislation? Or what are your thoughts on the concerns that, I'm getting from members and, prop- and the agriculture and residential property owners. Are you referring to the situation of the Saudis? and? I've had people talk to me up in Wilcox Vineyards. I've had some vineyard owners in Pinal. I've had small property, smaller property owners in Cochise. They all identify a California pecan orchard, a California dairy, a California ranch. That's how they start the conversation. So from their perspective, it's a big California something coming in, drilling down, taking the water. In some cases, they're telling me that they have lost their water. In others, they are very concerned that they won't have water. If they thought they had 100 years worth of water, they may, they're very concerned they have way less, a fraction of that available. So my question is, since you have a broader range across the state, and you're seeing this, what are your, do you have concerns about this? Is, is this something locals need to be looking at? Is this something state legislation needs to look at? Is it maybe not this, what they think is happening is happening? I, I don't know. So I'm asking for well, information. That dynamic is happening in an area that's basically over a, on the river. And it's the Saudis are putting in some enormous wells over in that area. Okay. And they are... Uh, they're drying up a lot of small farmers. So that, that's one area that so I think So now add Saudi Arabia to, to California. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. That, that's one yeah. farm and one, okay. one dynamic because they're, they're doing that okay. in a particular area and that basic, they're uh, shipping alfalfa mm-hmm. to Saudi Arabia. 
I mean, okay, that's, that's, that's one area. There, there are a number of areas that are all having the similar kind of thing. Yes. In, in a lot of areas, we have AMAs that controls it. We have people that, in the meeting that we were at yesterday, mm -hmm. we've got people that want to put monitors on all the wells. Other people are adamantly opposed to it. So we, we've got a whole lot of legislation and a whole lot of uh, dynamics that, that we can maybe work on. I'm not sure if we want to go down that uh, down that area because if we do, and I, I ask this question because of a question that another senator asked to our group yesterday, mm -hmm. and I said, are you talking about, uh, because they're talking about conservation and a lot of other issues, mm -hmm. and I said, are you talking about blowing up the 1980 Groundwater Act? I mean, exactly. you know, there there are mm -hmm. people that are saying, "Well, we need to make changes." Mm -hmm. uh, those those are that's scary talk because be, we were we spent a lot of uh, time and money, yes. and and I mean, a lot of people worked very very hard at getting those kind of issues put into law. If we have somebody that wants to run a bill, so to speak. And the first thing that they're going to have to do is take a look at the history that is involved in that. And it's, it's very, very complex. Uh, that's why we have the, a number of laws, adjudication, treaties, everything right. that's involved in water in Arizona. And a lot of things are based on, you know, particular surface water is based on first in time, first in line. So all of those all of those characteristics are all very important. And for somebody to come into a meeting like we were at yesterday and starts making start making comments that that are they're they're really talking about major changes in the water law in yeah. the state of Arizona. And that was it's a fault to it's that. It's very scary. We were know, hearing rumors of that, and that. So thank you for letting us know that that wasn't just a idle rumor. That really is something that people are seriously looking yeah. at. And they're 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 looking at it, and it's very dangerous. It's mm -hmm. very very dangerous talk because we have a lot of different dynamics that are going in. We're we're still trying to be real honest thank with you. you. I think that we're still trying to define subflow. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we completely understand which is what which su subflow sub is water that's in our aquifers. And in some areas, it's, it's, there's huge amounts of it. Mm -hmm. Other areas, it's pretty scarce. Mm -hmm. And one of the areas that it's pretty scarce in is Pinal County. We have, we have issues. Uh, like I said, we, we have the AMA that's, Mm -hmm. trying to design and trying to preserve that aquifer for, uh, for generations that we can have it here in perpetuity, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But at some point in time, if we consider that people want to go in and, and overdraft that water, there's going to be places where there just isn't any water. Mm -hmm. uh, my old farm in uh, 
Maricopa, I was setting bowls down at 875 feet. And it was a very strong walk for back in that time frame. But at a certain point, we hit a granite shelf there. And not when I owned the land, but mm -hmm. uh, the farmer that owned it before me, he went in under there and he tried to go through that granite shelf. It, uh, it, there's no water there. And uh, that's that's what happened in the dynamics, and that was and that was in the areas in the early 80s. Yeah. And that's when we were we were all being sued and everything. We were trying to uh, work out the laws and, and all of the rules and everything, and and getting the CAP water into Pinal County at that point in time. Uh, there was there's a lot of background there, and uh, there's a couple of things that we really haven't talked about a whole lot. Uh, one of them is uh, the CAP water that comes into Maricopa and Pinal mm -hmm. County and Pima County. It had a set of rules that were involved in it. Every bit of that water is allocated and it's actually being used by somebody mm -hmm. in the area and they also have to pay for it. I mean, yes. I worked through a deal with the uh, city of Eloy. Was it last year when we were going through that? And just I just tried to help them on some recommendations mm -hmm. on that. But uh, they have a CAP allotment. They have to they have to pay for that water every year. I mean that water has a a dynamic uh, cost to it. It does. And and uh, every bit of that water that that comes into the area, it has to be allocated, used. We can't just simply say, ah, we, we're going to leave water in Lake Mead. That water is destined for a purpose and for a location. And so we have to work through that process. And that's why we had to go through the DCP. We also would do not want our neighbors or, or our competitors, if you will, to take water that mm -hmm. they're not entitled to. So uh, it's a, it, there's a lot of priorities. There's a lots of issues with water law, water legislation that we went through and a lot of the uh, dynamics to get CAP actually to come into Pinal County, Maricopa County, and Pima County. All of this, a lot of this goes down to the True cost of water, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe a, a neighbor, uh, maybe they've got their bowls sitting at you know 450 feet or something or another like that, and you get somebody that has uh, deep pockets and can come in and do a reverse air uh, rotary rig and go in and 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 actually open those uh, that that subflow, if you will. And they can go in and pump in underneath that existing mm -hmm. water, and uh, uh, so you you have a you have a uh, true cost of water in mm -hmm. some cases. I mean, uh, uh, that's that's why we had problems in in uh, and issues in uh, Pinal County. Because we were getting excess water that people were buying 
the rights to use that water, and they were subsidizing it, and we were using it in Pinal County for Pinal County agriculture. And that was that was the excess water that we pool that we were used a few years okay. using a few years ago. It bailed out Pinal County agriculture because the uh, the true cost of that water was significantly greater than what they were actually paying for it. You can see the full event video, Visit with Legislators Western Pinal Chapter of Weimar at www.weimargad.org. Click on Videos. GAD Events Our last Government Affairs Advisory Council meeting for 2019 will be on October 22nd from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Weimar. Our big project update will be our own Roger Nelson, CEO of Weimar. Roger will update us on the Weimar-Sevrar merger and our association's plans going forward. Our Lunch and Learn guest will be David Bernilovich, an attorney with Jennings Strauss. He will discuss the new changes in LLC and PLLC law that affects you and your clients. Lunch will be served, and this event is free to Weimar members, but we ask you to register so that there will be food and seats for all. I hope to see you on October 22nd. I'm Liz Recchia. Thanks for joining me today. Watch the Weimar GAD events calendar for our 2020 events to be posted soon. And don't forget Firewise training January 31st and February 1st in Florence. Weimar GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.